guitar. Okay, are we recording? Yep. Hello and welcome to the Guns of Gigs podcast with myself, Gregory Harrison, Graham Jordan and Elliot Marius, and today our very special guest, Kaya Ashton. Woo-hoo! That was an impressively good start, Graham. Yeah. Proud. Proud of that. I thought that was actually his best one ever in the world, ever. I think that's the only one I've not messed up. I, I feel like we kind of ruined it because we had to comment on it, but... Can't become a tradition now. <laughs> but isn't it the case that was funny? Just because you ca- just before you came on, Greg, you were saying it was all a bit of a rush, and you were like stressing a bit, and technology wasn't working for you. And then suddenly you hit the ground running, and like a true professional, you used that adrenaline and that stress to deliver a seamless performance. Yeah, maybe we should make these podcasts a bit more stressful in the future. <laughs> <laughs> too chilled. Yes. <laughs> too many ideas. <laughs> anyway. Kaya, it's really good that you could join us. Thank you so much. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> I know that you've been listening to the Guernsey Kings podcast religiously ever yes. since they came yeah. out. Yeah, uh, cool. Except for the last one where we big upped the download festival that you single personally organise the whole thing so <laughs> well yeah. done on that I think I think Greg Elliot and I were just lording it up big time so I, I mean let's launch into this how was it for you oh it was fabulous it was um, stressful at times and felt a bit rushed um, but it, it really paid off uh, we reached a crazy amount of people um 22,000 at least over the weekend um and we hosted 40 um individual performers uh through jersey and guernsey it's, it's nice I, I was just saying before the call that that is almost the same amount of people that go to latitude festival which is, yeah. it's pretty <laughs> impressive right it yeah. is that's really good <laughs> It's such a cool thing that you managed to that we managed to get Jersey as well as, as Guernsey because often, quite often, there's there's only a very few amount of people that kind of jump between the islands at festivals. So this yeah. is really like this could be the beginning of, of more inter-island festivals. Yeah. yeah, definitely. No, it was um it was really interesting to um we had Nadine Edmondson um who's doing like a, a mental health charity album for the Channel Islands. Um, she was kind of our, our Jersey link for the most part and she had some amazing contacts, amazing people and it was really interesting to kind of see what's out there a bit more and I found quite a lot of artists that I really like fell in love with that were from Jersey I just wouldn't have thought to really look there for music. A question a question pops in, if you don't mind me asking, is mm. is what what um what led you to do it between the two islands? Who whose idea was that and how did that come about? Well, whose idea was it actually? <laughs> I think um I think it was Mike's actually. 
uh, of Buffalo Huddleston. I'm not going to pronounce his last name. <laughs> <laughs> just, just for those um, that, that are involved, Mike, do, do you want to talk about the team that was involved with it? Because it wasn't just you, was it? Yeah. No, no, God, no. <laughs> um, it was it was Paul Walbridge and Mike um, who had the had the idea, and um, oh, it must have been about six weeks ago now. Um, I set up the musicians live streaming community group on Facebook. Um, I got Jay Taylor helping me out with it. And then Mike contacted us and he was like, yo, you guys have done this. This is awesome. Do you want to help us with this, you know, this kind of online festival that we're planning? Nothing's really taken off the ground yet, but, you know, it'd be great to have your help. And so we did. And then Upload Festival happened and then we got Nadine involved. Um, but yeah, no, it was a really good team effort. Super cool. <laughs> yeah, that silence that just happened just then is because all three of us were just thinking, "Wow, what an amazing <laughs> thing to do!" Because it's not, no. it, it's not easy. Well, I, actually, I think that probably Greg was thinking about is his ham burning. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we won't. But we won't go into that. Um, into his hot pork. But um, yeah, I mean, a, a logistical, I, I, I wouldn't know where to start. Where did you start to kind of like organise something like that? <laughs> um, well, the, the tech side of it was uh, was really Paul's work. He's an absolute whiz with uh, Twitch and Facebook live stream and just technology in general. So he, he actually hosted the entire weekend like on his internet and and set everyone up to um to go into the mainstream um and he managed it and when the audio went wrong you know he would sort it so he he was amazing in that front but um Great sound tech. that's quite impressive yeah, yeah Greg, can I just check? Are, are you on your 3G or are you on uh, Wi-Fi? Because you're cutting out for me a little bit. I am on the Wi-Fi. I don't think I have 3G. Okay. All right. Sorry, just checking. <laughs> can, can you hear me now? Yeah, you're just cutting in and out a little bit for me. Yeah, no, I I like Greg's uh, sound coming across. It sounds like he's slightly submerged. Yeah. In- in some in gravy. In some champagne. <laughs> which he, well, I haven't got my camera on, so you can't see me. Greg, Greg is Greg. If the listeners don't know, is remarkably decadent, and he will he will bathe in champagne pretty much twice a day, um, often fully clothed in tweed. But not and, during the podcast, because we all do that naked, don't we? So yeah, that's no, true. Long established. He does remove the tweed for the podcast. <laughs> I, I think part of the warbling sound is not the champagne bath, it's his beard. <laughs> it's it's like a... If you can hear me, back up load festival. <laughs> I've got quack quack. Quack quack like festival. It, yeah. <laughs> was there, 
we were speaking about this last week and how how many new acts were there on the on the festival people that just apart from of course there's jersey people that you hadn't seen but there must have been lots of uh, guernsey acts and and also people who who don't necessarily see out playing live and and people trying yeah. trying out from home bedroom players let me just get it up quick <laughs> I can't remember but I know there were so many people that I just had never really um are they people heard? that go to open mics more or are they really just sort of bedroom do you think we're going to see more of those people coming out after post tea I really hope so um I think there were a lot of new people I knew from um Mark Hughes open mic at the vault um, like uh, where are we at? Well, Jay um, Jay Taylor does the open mic quite a lot. Um, oh, my brain isn't working, man. <laughs> there are a few people. What would you like uh, to see, Kaya? Kaya, what would you like to see? Because there was there was a lot of stringy instruments, wasn't there? And and like and people singing songs with those, those stringy yeah. things. Uh, but and 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 there were some DJs as well. But what what? If it happens next time, and maybe you could tell us about next time, but if it does happen next time, what would you like to see more of or less of? I'd like I'd like us to include some more genres and more styles. Um, I think with the with the time that we had, the people that we all know, um, it was quite limited to voice and guitar. Um, but also with the social distancing lockdown thing, it's kind of hard to build on that anymore. Um, yeah. But I think getting a varying amount of instruments would be really lovely. You know, get some pianists in there, get a bit more, um, maybe some some jazz vibes going on or or whatever. Mm. Um, something or percussion. Or percussion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I didn't hear any vibra slap. <laughs> what? <laughs> there, was, there was no glockenspiel or vibra slap. That sounds like a dream. <laughs> no, it's a thing. No, it's a real thing. And also duck call. I think we yeah. could have heard some more duck call. <laughs> okay. You think okay. that's something we're going to see more of in the in the future? <laughs> and new instruments now that people have kind of because you only did it like I mean, how long have we like Guernsey and Jersey haven't been on lockdown for that long, really? No compared to a lot of other places. And so people are only just, I mean, some people know how to use their home studio, but we talked about this last week, like people are just learning how to do it and how to upload. Do you think that's going to be a big difference? People who kind of learn from it as well, how to- Totally. What have you learned? Is there is there anything that you, you would do differently on the festival in the way of organizing or, or, or planning to kind of mm. work with something that's, which is just like, you know, I, I mean, I don't know any other um, any other time where anyone's done an online festival like that. Right. Yeah, I think um, it is definitely a time for technology right now. And we're all uh, figuring out how to best use it. It's really awkward to figure out. And like you said, not many people, if any, have really done it on such a scale. So there's nothing online, really. Um, as I said earlier, Paul has been an absolute trooper in figuring it all out and handling it. So, you know, big up you, Paul. Um, but yeah, we, um, we're looking into a few different ways to set it all up because we were going through, um, well, what we were doing is each individual performer, uh, has to start a live stream and they had the option of starting it straight through Facebook 
um, or using OBS or Streamlabs to go through Facebook or go through Twitch. Um, and then Paul can redirect that original stream into our main one, which shows on Twitch and on our Facebook. Um, so it's a lot of uh, organising. And so artists had to be up a few minutes early um, before they're meant to go on. So Paul could then check the sound with them and then um, direct them to there. And the the whole like internet does the thing and um, streaming it somewhere else like puts a delay on it so we were like 30 seconds um 30 seconds behind on what you could see like on the actual upload stream to what was actually happening uh so that made timings a little bit awkward at um at moments mm -hmm. um and my set actually got cut like 10 minutes short because we just had some issues with um poor dave etherington's um audio and and video we're hoping to um and get him in on a, a future upload gig which i will go into in a minute um to kind of make up for that but yeah overall it went really smoothly so it's just ironing out little bits like that and making sure that all our performers you know they know what they're doing they're well versed in it and if they have any problems they can identify what to do if we can't help <laughs> hey can i ask a question because yeah. um you you mentioned facebook um as uh, one of the platforms that people might <clears throat> use. And we know that they are pretty hot on their AI and being able to identify other people's music. Yeah. And uh, and they will shut that down pretty quickly as soon as they recognize the fact that, that I don't know, Greg might be playing uh, a Phil Collins song or something. Mm -hmm. So um, <laughs> yeah, how, how did you get around that? So, it doesn't it doesn't seem to be sensitive enough to recognize it like me with a guitar covering zombie you know um i think does that just mean they're not very good covers or does that mean that they're like favorite i think i think the difference is that one's a cover and one's just like a tribute act isn't it if yeah that's, that's the big difference isn't it <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry but um <laughs> but yeah it, it doesn't it doesn't pick up like the the chords or the melody per se or the lyrics it picks up like the the frequencies i think and the different textures that different instruments um provide so if we had stretchy stuff um playing thomas the tank engine it would pick that up and it has um so for <laughs> our djs it was a problem so we just moved them to twitch and twitch doesn't have an issue with it so that was fine oh, but, okay uh, that's interesting how twitch can get away room. with Facebook can't. I mean, yeah. obviously, fa Facebook are using um, uh, Skynet, I think, as their AI. <laughs> um, okay. So there is a danger that Terminator yeah. will drop at some okay. point if we carry on using Facebook. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> also, yeah, Twitch are like a bit like the pirates, really, aren't they? They're kind of like <laughs> the pirates of the video performance world. Good yeah. for them. Yeah, the vanilla of the... Uh of the underground <laughs> yeah well, it's, it's not really meant for, meant for music it's it's a gaming thing really um a lot yeah. of musicians have been using it and very successfully recently but um so i don't think it's it's really i don't <laughs> whoever's in charge of it ultimately i don't think they're that fussed i, I, um, I think they they obviously because it's for video games there's a lot of uh, copyrighted music in, in video games yeah. so they have uh slightly different rules for it yeah mm. 
No, it's a good shout. Um, but yeah. So, so you you mentioned uh, the idea of doing uh, upload gigs. What's that about? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> so we actually um, at nine a.m. this morning we all dragged ourselves out of bed and had a a, a virtual meeting um, to at nine a.m. during quarantine. Out. Yeah, I know. I know. Right. Nine a.m. on Sunday. I did not want to get up. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we were chatting about that, and the plan is hopefully starting this Friday, um, we're going to have every week we're going to have a theme for a gig, um, three or four acts, seven till ten or so, um, and uh, themes are going to go around genres. Um, so like we're thinking of a jazz night, uh, a hip hop night, a pop night, whatever you know, you name it. Um, and we're also thinking of having like a newcomers night or something like that, um, just to make it feel a bit more cohesive and spice it up a bit. Um, that sounds cool. But yeah, it's going to be in a similar way. Did you have a the theme festival. for a backing instrumentation, like drummers and bassists? We're sat there twiddling our thumbs yeah. doing nothing. Yeah. Oh, I like that. No, that's Absolutely. Pretty- I'm with you, Elliot. Absolutely. I do like the sound of a newcomer's category. Is yeah, that that's cool. Virgins? Yeah. Awesome. I'll take in. Um, I'll take that that drummers thing to the. I think that when it's all over, we can just have a big drummer, <laughs> and we can have a gig with just drummers and just bassists. Yeah. Yeah. And make up. Out their system. That's pretty good. charges they've got against singer songwriters, and and we can move <laughs> on from that point. Yeah. <laughs> we oh, we talked about it on the, on the podcast before about how. Yeah, everything was going through change anyway in the music industry and 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 sort of um, the way people consume and and all these different things. But do you think this is really the nail in the coffin now that people have got like upload festivals and they've got um, these live streams? For anyone that's kind of been really pushing against the sort of social media front or or mm. things like that, do you think that's the best for those musicians now that that still right. believe in just the classic? bringing out a CD and going from town to town, you think it has to be, you have to involve everything else like that and, and, and have all those, be on all those platforms or mm. room for I, um, I think it's incredibly useful to, to use social media. You can reach so many, uh, so many people and so many different types of people that, you know, aren't the people who would go to a live music venue, but are still going to enjoy your music. Um, so I think it's a great tool to use if you're not I, using I it. The, I, the number of people that uh, turned up to to the festival is just proof that how many more people you can reach because you know, the the numbers of people that go to local festivals are nowhere near that. So, so it's, oh, yeah. you know, it's just a testament to how uh, useful online promotion can be if you do it rightly. Yeah. Do you think there's I- something in there then that we try and um, almost promote or or try and invite these people who are watching these things online to when this is all, well, if this ever ends, mm. uh, to go out to to discover music um, at live events. Do you think that's going to encourage people to? I hope so. Um, I hope it's, it's kind of lit a spark in people that are like, oh, okay, cool. Live music and local music is actually interesting to me. Yeah. You know, I got a kick of that. Um, whereas I think a lot of people, because it can be a bit inconvenient to go out to live music over here, um, 
just a little bit you know but that can put people off and um you know there's the classic thing of big crowds even though they might not be that big over here <laughs> there are it can put people off a bit um and the the getting to and from you know if they want to have a few drinks how do you get there how do you get back how do you keep yourself safe you know and there's a lot of anxiety yeah. for some but also um accessibility you know from the perspective of uh, i have a chronic illness i'm not you know i'm not unable to walk somewhere but i have days where i'm like i really like i can't stand like i don't have the energy i think mm. for people who especially have that all the time it can be quite a, a nice comfort to be able to turn their phone on or turn their computer on and go hey here's live music that i can interact with oh, and enjoy you know still feel a part of that community it's the accessibility of it really isn't it i mean uh, we know that assistive technology um for people with um health issues uh, the the rise of technology especially this kind of technology has facilitated people's involvement and it's just another great example of that i think that's a really good point that you make about the fact that okay there are some there are some cons in regards to you don't have the connection in the room with loads of people but but there are some really that's really thought-provoking those those pros the fact that actually you can just do it from your room you, if you've got mobility issues or it's difficult to interact in in larger social environments then this is ideal it's actually quite quirky as well i think seeing the <laughs> seeing the musician in their own room you know mm, right. yeah. um, i've been i've been quite entertained by toby fuller's uh, <laughs> live, live streaming you know he really oh, goes for it with like costumes and stuff like that he yeah we're hoping and to get him can, in for it. and you can do as much or as little as that kind of thing as you like i think that's just it does it does broaden yeah. it out a bit which is good Limit. pros and cons pros and cons <laughs> there's definitely um there's definitely something that kind of technology helps and uh, people testing it i remember um years ago when there was a, a bar that i used to go to called the electric duck in france which is a really cool really cool small pub and taking me there. I have taken me there, yeah. And <laughs> is that your first date or your second date? <laughs> uh, that was that was a few dates in already. Yeah. You don't take someone to the electric duck when you don't know who they are. <laughs> Sorry, it, it was electric. It does what? sound like something on on Anne Summers, doesn't it? The electric. <laughs> <laughs> Being the kind of rebellious side, I think you can like, as we say, you can do so much with technology. And I remember there was a, a time where the the police had stopped this this small bar from putting on gigs because of a noise complaint from one of the people that lived in the street. And so, <laughs> to find their way around this situation, they had projected. Um, they projected into the bar and they, the guy who owns it has his flat above the bar. So he would put the DJs in his flat. <laughs> and he would live stream the DJs and then project them into the bar. And you could also like wave back and there was a projection in his flat. So the DJ could wave to you as you wave to him. That's so cool. Way of getting around the way of he's not playing a live gig. He's just streaming music in his bar, but people would go to the gig because it was officially not an official gig because it was <laughs> live stream. So he was able to do the gig without having to like face the police came around. They couldn't do anything about it because he was just DJing in his flat. <laughs> That's, That's really cool. Right, right. 
around the fact that he wasn't allowed to do gigs because someone had obviously moved next to a venue and decided that they didn't want any noise. Yeah, which is ridiculous. You move <laughs> next to a venue, you expect it. Like <laughs> there was other there was other means of getting the person out that I won't go into detail with, but. Um, but that was, I thought it was a genius way of using that technology. That's the first time I ever thought, saw the kind of live streaming thing and potential yeah. and this way of kind of interacting with people. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. That's brilliant. And was that, was that quite a while ago, Greg? Yeah, that was, uh, that was at least 10 years ago. Yeah. And, and that was with cables and like webcams and like I, today it would be so much better. But at the time it was working quite well. I think there mm. was wires to be able to go straight into the speakers to help for sound issues and things. But um, that was a very sort of the first look into it, really, for me. Kaya, yeah. <laughs> can I ask you, can we go back to that, what your next plans are about people doing like themes? I wasn't mm. too clear as to, is that, are you saying that that's going to be for bands to play or just for the next upload festival it'll be uh there'll be themes for the same kind of artists as as was happened previously right um so it's just it's going to be aimed at anyone who can get the technology working getting bands to be able to play when they don't live together is a bit of a pain and we're trying it to figure is. it out but yeah, it's, um, it's really there's like there's a delay on every video call that you see. And so while it sounds good to one person receiving it, you know, bassist over there is going to get um, going to get confused with the timing because it's going to come back. I mean, we do get confused easily anyway. So <laughs> yeah, <I noticed. laughs> maybe the friction kind of slowly disappearing. Maybe maybe there will be more bands. Do you think sort of even if we can't group in in big groups, but we can be a band in a, in, in a room, maybe that's when um, we can have band shows and still be live streaming in order to keep the um, keep the gigs going. Yeah, no, that would be really cool. Again, like if it's if it's possible, we will do it. You know, um, but yeah, saying up a socially distanced live lounge would be quite fun. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Am I your plans to keep this going then once it's, um, I keep on saying once it's over, it feels like I want it to finish, but um, <laughs> we can keep upload going. Is that something you're, you want to want to push in the future to be like broadcasting? As you say, there's some people that can't necessarily access shows and, mm. and like that. do you think you, you want to like take what you you're doing at the moment and kind of pursue it so that it's so that more gigs, even the gigs that people are going to at the same time, we, yeah can, can I think that would be great yeah i really want to push it keep it going no matter you know what the stance is on covid and lockdown and all of that i really i think it's it's worthy you know and um like That's you amazing. mentioned like i was saying with the um those people who have uh issues accessing live music i think mm. it's really beneficial for them um so hosting the live gigs as well as um as you mentioned as you probably know, Kai, from from uh, listening to the last podcast that we did, yeah, um, uh, Greg had this great idea or like suggestion that um, you could kind of do that at the local festivals, is have a kind of like an upload element to it. 
that mm-hmm. um that, oh i can see this i can see this at fell earth there. yeah 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 so exactly yeah. so so <laughs> for your for your team for your management committee or whatever you call it your your your, <laughs> your bossy racist. do you think do you think do you think that would be a thing once we are all able to rub shoulders and smooch and stuff and getting back into things like the Vale earth fair or chaos or mm. sock summer or any of the local kind of like events either here or in, or in jersey um mm. that's that sounds like that's something that you could kind of do because you've already well you're not cracked it but you've you've done about 80 percent of the work in in filming artists or recording artists and then making it available so mm. how much of a have have you spoken about that as a as a team? We haven't even considered it, if I'm honest. But oh, it sounds we'll like get on with it, please. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, like two weeks a week. Give me a break. <laughs> the thing at some festivals, and that's one of the reasons I I thought of it is that you can. I I saw a friend posting a video. I can't remember what festival he was at in the UK, but they had a big screen. Mm. and they basically were streaming another festival in Australia going on. So people had like a camera, and they were partying at this festival in Australia, and he was at this festival in the UK, and it was all different times, but they were partying at the same time. So you were like, oh, I'm partying with this festival. Do you think that's going to – that could be the – that's the idea, that everyone's like at the the festival there and then. That just boggles my mind, and I don't know how that would – be enjoyable. I mean, I don't know. I might <laughs> use emails. Yeah. I think I think it's, it's, great. <laughs> it's a great way to um to connect and all that. I just don't know how that would work on a just on a, a music level. Loving, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, hey, Kai, what's been going on for you musically wise? I mean, uh, we've talked about the Upload <laughs> Festival. Um, but that's not just everything you do. You do so oh, much no. more. How's your own music and, and coursework going? Yes, uh, Kaya Ashton music is is going decently. Um, I I was in the I was nearing the end of recording my EP slash mini album that is currently set to release in uh, in June, but that's looking a bit wobbly. Um, but yeah, it was. The night that we went into lockdown, I was in the studio until about half six. So, like, the live stream for the States of Guernsey was at seven. <laughs> so I finished recording. I got home. They were like, we're going to lockdown. And I was like, I am two two tracks off. Like, just no. on two tracks. That's it. And it was so frustrating. <laughs> like, oh, so, wow. oh. <laughs> so, I'm yeah. frustrated now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was so irritating. But um, sorry, no, which uh, which studio well. were you using? Uh, Apocalypse Studios. So Mikey oh, Mitch. Mikey. Yeah, oh, yeah, Mikey, brilliant. Yeah, no, they always do a good job. So they did. Cool. So that's your that. that's your second album, though, isn't it? That's your second. Yeah, piece second thing. I'm calling Ooh. it. Nice. <laughs> What's it going to be called? Have you got a name for it? Also, I've been playing. I've been playing with ideas, and I've actually um, forgotten what I what may or may not. <laughs> yeah, that's a, what, a, a while. <laughs> what they're going to call the album? 
Yeah. Um, I think I what have I played around with? I played around with Nico, which is my middle name. Um Velvet Underground? Yeah. Oh, that reference lost. Oh yeah. <laughs> have you heard of Velvet yeah. Underground? No. Okay. They're <laughs> they're a very popular beat combo of the nineteen sixties. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to look into this. Look into that one, yeah. yeah. Death yeah. metal band okay. should love them. Nice. Have you thought of the name Edwardian Beard? <laughs> uh, no. Surprising. Good. But now Good. I've seen Craig, you know. What, what other names have you been playing with? Um, something that's really... It, I liked it, and then it, it kind of grew on me in a cheesy way, and now I don't like it. But it's a process, bro. Yep. But yeah. Um, <laughs> which... Uh, I thought could be quite cool because it's been an absolute process to write this, um, to get from when I wrote um, Ocean Lament like a year and a bit ago uh, to where I am like right now. It's been such a journey and like so much stress and success and it's been nuts. That reminds (laughs) me a little bit of uh, Life Jacket's album, which uh, they called Let's Get This Out of Our System and Move On. (laughs) this is a great title for an album (laughs) yeah it's amazing i every time i go back to that album i just you know cry a little bit with joy you know it's just so good Good are you doing this solo or you've have you got a full band behind this or what's the yeah this one is this one is solo uh it's a bit more what i can do live and uh minus you know singing on top of myself um (laughs) but i wanted I wanted to show off, you know, where I'm at a bit more and just the kind of the emotion, the me, the music, you know, rather than making it all whistles and bells and really fancy, which is what we did with Sweet Decadence. And it turned out really great. You know, it's um, it's very built up, very rock uh, string sections, you know, synth, all of it. Yeah. But I yeah. You kind of discover each way, like every time you do a new recording it's it's a new way of recording and you and you kind of learn the ways that you enjoy recording or don't enjoy mm-hmm. recording and what you can do with it and it is limitless especially now yeah. um is there is that something you you're enjoying more like being in the studio do you prefer being live or do you like just being in the studio and trying stuff out and how do you like to record as well yeah so i i think i definitely prefer being live and uh, you know, joking around with people and doing the whole gig thing. Um, studio is always fun with Mikey. He's a great chap. Um, and there's always always some laughs in there. But I don't get the chance to experiment a lot. Uh, you know, time is money. So <laughs> yeah. I try and come in prepared. Um, and money's a bit scarce for me. Uh, especially are you multi-tracking it or are you... <laughs> to get nerdy are you multi with mikey i can imagine maybe um, it's, it's a multi-track out like you're multi-tracking every layer on it guitars um on its own or you do you want to go in that raw kind of one take mm, it's it's definitely um it's definitely raw we did most of the guitar in one take i think um and nearly nearly a few of the the vocals there were just little bits where we're like now nah, we can get that better or yeah. uh, you know, try this like kind of try more of this tone or whatever just little uh, editorial bits to get it the best that it could possibly be but why is june a wobbly release date 
Well, there's this thing called COVID-19. Well, as I mentioned before, we're not finished recording. So close. So I I still don't know. Um, Because in theory, it shouldn't take a lot of time to finish it. And then presumably then you've got mastering. Are you going to send it off to be mastered? Um, No, so I'm getting Mike to do that as well. I trust him. Um, Oh, that's cool. So he's he's actually um, been behind the scenes doing some work on the tracks that were all completely done. They're sounding really good. There's just been a few little bits to um, sort out, just sudden volume changes from where we've had to clip something in or whatever. But it's just yeah. it's finding those ones that are done now, um, and that okay. like harmonies on two tracks to do, and then you know after uh, mixing a master, then it's all done. But we just we have no idea when we're going to be able to get back in the studio and finish it off. No, um, sure. So, so um, how many tracks are we talking about? So currently it's at five. Um, I'm 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 still in debate of whether I want to throw another one in. <laughs> I'm really indecisive. <laughs> it was originally going to be um, like eight tracks, but a couple songs like one I couldn't finish writing. I just wasn't gelling with it, and the other one just sounded a bit naff compared to the others um okay. so i'm I st- i'm sticking with five i think and it all the songs currently sound really cohesive and they're all a bit different some of them are nice. a bit more pop some of them are a bit more folk you know but it all sounds like me still and it sounds like it fits together so i'm, I'm quite happy with that and i think five is a good number for an ep mini album thing it is cool sorry greg what Five tracks for an EP, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, I think it's the maximum EP can officially be, but... It's all right, we had three tracks for an album, so don't worry. Three facts? <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yeah, nice. yeah. That keeps popping up on my iTunes. Good. <laughs> I'm like, when are the vocals starting? Oh, it's Brunt. Oh, it's that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Kaya, here's a question for you. Um, Imagine that uh, the restrictions, so I don't know, we're in phase four, which means that we can start to, we haven't, we haven't gone to phase five that we can like allow people to come into the island, bring in Mm. their diseases and the infectioned people. Uh, But we're, we're kind of in phase four where we can have a gig as long as we are sort of like, reasonably apart or you know just mm. we could do a gig so where would you want to play where where would your first gig if you could have any pick of a venue or a gig or what would you do oh gosh um you know what i really miss the tav fur main tav nice, so nice. Much. good shout much. Nice. such a good venue like audience what do you like about it i i think honestly it's just the layout like it's so it's so nice it's just it it looks perfect to me um a lot of yeah got a lot of fun memories there um it was yeah it was my first my first gig as kaya ashton like two years ago now which feels insane um but yeah little little 10 minute slot for the opening of um of a sound gig you know baby me and a (laughs) (laughs) an acoustic guitar with a um, a bloody jack lead that didn't want to work. <laughs> <laughs> <Classic>. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but like I've had so many good moments in there just watching live music. First time um, I saw, oh, who was it in there? I don't know. I was going to say Life Jacket, but it's not. That was in the other fur main bit. Okay. Oh, it's probably <laughs> Yes, that was. No, that was the first time I saw you guys, yeah. And, and, um, and the Brunt gig, and the infamous Brunt, Brunt oh, gig. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was so good. If you haven't seen that, you need, like, go on Brunt's Facebook page and, and search for this weird video of, uh, like, loads of kids in a circle and this one kid standing in the middle with a funky Cyberlox headband. And, yeah, <laughs> I think that explains it. <laughs> Do you think that sound gave you... Um, was it just a platform or did, did it kind of inspire you being able to like, cause you've been through the whole sound thing and now you're, you're on your own level. And, and I suppose, I mean, everyone here regards you as being, you're not just a young artist playing tracks. You're on the, on the field with everybody yeah. playing and, and on those stages. <laughs> and things. Did that, um, was it, was it, inspiration from the other bands what was what mm. made you kind of push it and, and enjoy it and yeah so I think I was interested in music before um sound even happened you know I've been having vocal lessons since I was like 11 um played violin when I was tiny and stuff but uh, great instrument to play yeah I know right <laughs> yeah. um when you play it right if you don't play it right then it's the worst <laughs> <laughs> horrific yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah i think sound um well john in particular really helped me uh get off the ground and gave me the opportunities to talk to people that i wouldn't have even considered saying hi to um just because i was so socially awkward <laughs> <laughs> um, and he you know he gave me the gigs and he gave me the contacts um, and then that developed into like a little sound friendship group that I had and it kind of became a bit of a family for a while. Um, and then I, I got the opportunity to talk to some of the the adult bands, um, you know. And um, It turned out to be less grown up than the kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was about to use Jawbone as an example. <laughs> um, but yeah, we had, a, we had the opportunity to um, do some stuff with Jawbone. We did like a, what was it? jawbone oaky or whatever it was um oh hi voice break <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> that was horrible um but yeah so that was really fun so I got to know those guys um got to sing with them and that was kind of how I got to love my punk and whatnot um but yeah and like people like Static Alice um all the mm. the kind of the the big Guernsey names I guess I got to know them through that and um it just it helped me insert myself in that community and then um when i when i kind of stopped going to sound because i had other things going on there were other gigs i had the the platform to then go hey you know can i have this slot at this or for the most part um for the first like year that i was i was doing it people would contact me for gigs and greg you helped me out loads you got me a bunch of gigs in like a, a couple of months for various um things so it was it was stuff like that um the people that other people introduced me to uh kind of gave me that platform so yeah and has that because you talked about like being quiet and 
an introverted, not necessarily t- speaking to people. Do you think that it's through that music that's really like created that that kind of mm. um, the uh, confidence there? And because I wouldn't think of you as being definitely not now introverted or or yeah, not, I'm totally um, not. <laughs> out there. You're doing loads of things. You're creating loads. You're you're at the forefront yeah. at the moment of, especially at the moment with everything. That, between upload and stuff like yeah um you know you're the go-to so has that was it thanks to music was there other elements that kind of helped you get there or yeah so music was kind of um music has had everything to do with me finding myself and gaining confidence and being happy um when I was like really young teens like 12 to 14 I was just in with some really not very nice people um and sorry voice crack again (laughs) um yeah and um had a lot of friendship issues and just people who weren't very nice and were a bit manipulative um and so you know trust issues formed there I wasn't very uh keen to meet a lot of new people or really try to connect with anyone who I didn't think like was going to be good for me like it became very um very uh, I guess self harmy in that way, um, but yeah, I uh, as I said, I've always kind of been into music, and I had my vocal lessons with First, and I still do. But it was when I started with Sopham, um, I started their band sessions, um, that that really helped me out. Um, I befriended mainly the tutors at first, and I, I built uh, some good trust around that, and then that gave me the the confidence and reassurance to start building trust with other people and people my age um and then it kind of kept going from there and now I'm here you know that sounds like a brilliant journey I mean I mean all power to you for maintaining that thread of music writing and performance and uh, it seems like that's just something that you always knew that you wanted to do and mm-hmm. It seemed, I mean, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like an anchor to you. Music making, going to gigs, um, playing gigs, writing music. It sounds like something that's really helped to uh, orientate you. Yeah, totally. I couldn't agree more. And it's, it's, not, it's not only the music as well, like it's the people involved. Um, yeah. I've, never, I've never met more like-minded people and it's so nice. It's funny, it's, it's a story you sort of hear again and again in the music community though, isn't it? People who have had troubles and been brought mm. together through music and, and, and sort of found their, their people. Yeah, definitely. I think I think something interesting with music is that, you know, we all know great tool for expression, but there's something that kind of makes you feel less naked when you write a song and you perform it and like you've got instruments going on than if you just said it yeah as well music is what emotions sound like yeah yeah there we have it when we were in conversation and and he's talking about um and we were talking about music and 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 people and how it's difficult when you're in the music world because you suddenly get involved as you say in that community and those people and you're in this this bubble, and and you are in this bubble, and you think that everyone else is weird, but actually, I think the 
the majority of the world thinks we're the weird ones, but it's nice <laughs> ones on their own bubble. And we are not the norm. Um, but when you are not the norm, you find that space and you discover all these people who are the same as you. Yeah. And you can interact with them on so many different levels mm-hmm. and be part of that group of, of people. Yeah, it's a really comforting thing to just know that, you know, there are so many people that you could go to for advice on like this one musical thing or that, you know, probably wouldn't mind listening to your your song that you're crying your eyes out to, you know? And I think that there's a real strong thing that um, we brought up before as well. And um, But the Guernsey music scene, like, definitely has such a range around it that mm. you can go to anybody, no matter what you're playing and what genre, there seems to be something that's... If you're online and you're, and you're a niche band or something, I know, like... Um, Lord Vapor, Brunt, they've got this huge following, mm. which is an online following, and it's quite a niche market, um, but they're still really well represented um, and highly placed in, in the music scene and stuff yeah. here, even though um, their market is probably the people that really buy every album and everything that is, is worldwide. Mm. Um, but the over here, it doesn't matter. There's there's kind of everyone's interest in everyone's music and everyone's genres. Yeah, yeah. everyone's very accepting over here. They discover mm-hmm. it and they want to discover that kind of original content that you've got to give. And yeah, the definitely. To do it. Whereas in some places, like reality is a lot of places there aren't that. Um, there isn't that freedom to be able to do that. If you don't fit into one genre that that area kind of promotes, um, yeah, yeah, you're not getting any attention. Yeah, I think like the, the there's a there's just a great community spirit within the musicians over here, which is why in like sort of times like this, it's really great for you to be doing things like the Upload Festival, where you know we can still gather together and and enjoy each other's company, even remotely. Yeah, no, definitely. Even if there's no um, bongos or jumbos. <laughs> There will be, I promise you this, okay? <laughs> Jumbe stream. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, I, I think on that note, we should probably wrap it up. Yeah. Okay. All right. I had one more question. <laughs> All right. One, one more question, question then, about, um About the, uh, so, Kaya, if you could, so we know where you'd like to play, and it would be, uh, once lockdown is finished, it would be the Ferme Tavern. Uh mm-hmm. Who would you your who would you like on stage with you? Oh, okay. Do you mean like joining for the night or like actually playing? Yeah, yeah. How would you like that? I think who would join you on stage for your show Mm. and who would be your support acts? Oh, blimey! Oh, that's that's a really. I know it's a mean question, huh? That's why the music community is so close. It's so that we can all get the piss out of each other. Because let's face it, all the bands are going to be wholly unrehearsed. Yeah, by me. Apart from the singer-songwriters who have been practicing like mad for the last few weeks. Yeah, true. Oh dear. No, I'm actually trying to think about this. This is this is really mean. Um, well, you know what I have really been wanting to do? Uh, Gregory 
write a song with you, man. Come on, oh. get on. It. So. Yeah, I'll be keen for that. Yeah, gorgeous. <laughs> you heard yeah. it here, listener. Yeah, it's coming. <laughs> Keep your eyes out. That sounds like a verbal contract to me right there. Yeah. <laughs> Got it on record. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that would be really fun. Um, oh, the lineup. Gosh. Um, you don't have to feel obliged that some people are in certain bands that are really. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Don't worry. <laughs> um all i can think of is people that i want to like play with i really want something coastal fire start there so greg who else coastal fire department awesome yeah Yeah, they're really they've turned into really good uh good music mates of mine and you know they've gotten me gigs before and i'm getting gigs they're really nice Mm -hmm. um They've been. Um, have they got a new album coming out? Coastal Fire Department. Uh, they've got a single they coming do, out on yeah. the first of May. Because they had the album that came out, was awesome, and they've got the single um, or something coming out. Yeah, they've got more stuff. They were recording as well. So yeah, it, that's been postponed. Um, they're in the exact same boat as me with recording Apocalypse, unfortunately. Well, you know who else has got a, an album out who we haven't mentioned? Uh, Hunter. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. that's true. We got Lion yeah. Oh, I still need to watch that, man. <laughs> I keep forgetting. Is that the live <laughs> one? Yep. Carry on forgetting. It's fine. <laughs> no, I think I'm today. I'm just what day we are. <laughs> are we today then? I think we're Sunday, Greg. Are we Sunday? Yeah. Yes. I thought Sunday. It's the day to oil your beard. So you released <laughs> the album today? Did you release no, it? No, it was released on Friday. <laughs> it was released on Friday. Yeah, it, it's out there. Well, <laughs> to be honest, it's, it's not my fault. When you called me earlier, I did think it was Friday. So <laughs> um, I'm technically not wrong. <laughs> but I but but seriously, sorry. Just, I mean, I, I, I don't often talk about. Um, well, hopefully, I don't often talk about Tantel in in these podcasts because that seems a bit like nepotism. But um, <laughs> yeah, we are quite proud of it. Tom Girard uh, wrote a very nice review yeah, today about review. it. Uh, mm. Yeah, really cool. Uh, so thanks, Tom, if you're listening. That that was really nice of you and. Uh, and it was a big effort, and Guernsey gigs were like um, uh, right up there with like helping us. So Elliot, you you personally helped with recording with some of the artwork and stuff like that. Um, um, and, and thank you very much for the steak dinner in return. <laughs> That's all right, love. Uh, you yeah, would have got it anyway. Um, but but yeah, but uh, St James venue, a bit of ambitious kind of recording to do a, a live album. Uh, uh, but it sounds pretty good, I think, actually. Objective, yeah. So if people want a free copy, they just have to email the band at therealtantail at gmail.com and <laughs> I'll send them a code. 
yeah. really running a, a, a really like tight business here, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not very good business because I've just advertised the fact that I'll just send them a free copy. So <laughs> that was my point. <laughs> Sarcasm. Yeah, but you're waiting for all the. It, it's good. Free copies people can discover. I mean, people need to hear that shit, man. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, well, that's kind of you. Thank you. It was it was an amazing show. I mean, I haven't heard the recording, but I don't need to because I was there. I yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it sounds even better after all the editing, Greg. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Auto tune. <laughs> well, wine have I already had? Really nice to talk to you guys. Thank you again, Elliot, yeah. for setting this up with no the, with Skype and everything. Nice yeah. to talk we'll, to you guys again. We'll be back next week, I think. Yeah. Well, it depends I hope on so. Kaya, good luck with. Own, your own music, of course, and uh, and the next upload festival. I think that's yeah. going to be great. Yeah, thank you. To come. No, thank you for having me. You thank are a shining you. light, a shining light in the uh, <laughs> music scene here, and um, and keep those funny memes going as well because you, oh, you put some really funny stuff out on on Facebook. My, my memes is incredible <laughs> if anyone if anyone listening doesn't phone um follow kaya ashton please do that because she's uh, a fantastic talent thank For you sure. <laughs> All right, yeah guys. and if you want to be kaya nico ashton <laughs> yep <laughs> cool okay bye, bye. everyone bye, bye.